are now listening to the Lifting Standards Podcast, where we interview trainers, nutritionists, and inspirational individuals with the goal of providing personal and professional growth in every episode. Now, here's your host, Dalton Nicholas. Yo, what is going on, everybody? Thank you for coming back to the Lifting Standards Podcast. I am your host, Dalton Nicholas, and I am extremely excited to bring you this episode. I really appreciate all the support on all the platforms, uh, the brand itself, the merchandise, and just the kind words that everybody's been saying to me, man. Um, Obviously, it's not every single one of you listening, but If you have reached out or said anything to me about the podcast, it genuinely means a lot to me. So thank thank you all very much for any positive or even any constructive feedback, too, because I'm still learning here, obviously. Uh, I hope to only increase my skills at podcasting as this goes on, and um, I I hope you'll be here for the ride. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about good versus bad networking habits. So... When I was writing the outline, I was talking to some friends, and uh, I genuinely don't think I have the most insight into networking. Like, I just don't think I'm an expert, and I I really wanted to talk about it because I love talking about networking, and I love this conversation, and um, it really just gets the brain juices flowing, right? Uh, But I was kind of feeling like imposter syndrome. I wasn't really thinking that I knew a whole lot about it, and that I maybe it's out of my wheelhouse, right? And that's just a completely wrong. <laughs> uh, I I do know a decent bit about of it and uh, a dis- decent amount of it. I do it for my job. I do it for my hobbies that I have. I do it for my side hustles. Networking is so it has engulfed me so much. I don't even realize I'm doing most of these things or all of the things I do around networking. <laughs> And I'm not perfect at it either. I definitely do have moments where I'm not doing too well with my networking, but I don't even see it as networking anymore. I'm just so far into the game of networking that it just feels genuine to me personally. So what are we going to talk about today? We are going to talk about the outcomes of both good and bad networking habits. We are going to talk about how you identify some misinformation. We're going to talk about like things that don't really add up or things that are more myths than actual, you know, real, real world stuff. We're going to talk about bad networking habits alone, obviously. Uh, We're going to talk about good networking habits, obviously. Going to try to fix some of those habits. We're going to set some goals for networking, as you should do for most things that you are willing to achieve or trying to achieve. And we're going to create a game plan around those goals. And the last thing is less of a topic and more of just like a theme of this whole thing. I want you to stay genuine, stay true to yourself, stay true to what you're trying to do. Don't try to don't try to step outside your box um, just for a relationship or just for a connection. You know what I mean? You create your network around what you're doing. And yes, 
you can float around the box and make those connections, but only in genuine instances. It's, it's It feels very weird when you're just kind of like trying to amass just such a big network and you're kind of not even, you're not even close to your actual field anymore. Like you're just like seven streets over to the left and then completely opposite field. And you're, you should still want to make these connections, right? But like you should slowly want to branch out. You shouldn't want to just jump straight over to another one. <clears throat> Before we get into today's episode, I do want to tell you about the merchandise for lifting standards. I'm wearing it in the YouTube video, if you're seeing it here. Uh, we have baseball tees, sh uh, sweatshorts. We don't have any hats anymore because they sold out. We drop and release clothes three to four times a year for seasons. So this spring collection was amazing. Um, we still have some baseball tees left, those shorts, and some other stuff at discounted prices from the last drop. So go check that out at LiftingStandards.com. Obviously a sponsor for this episode. Uh, let's get into the outcomes of both good and bad networking habits. I think it's kind of obvious that good networking habits lead to personal growth and professional growth. But I think the scale of how far you could propel yourself in your own field or life with good networking... It, it doesn't seem to be hitting home for a lot of individuals. I feel that most people don't really see how far how far you can go with just great good networking. And it's really I think it's I th I think most people talk about networking but don't actually execute the networking part, right? Everybody can agree that networking is good, but not everybody networks, right? Um bad networking leads to you being frustrated miss uh with the mis misconception that you're actually doing everything you can like you feel like you should be doing better um and you feel like there's nothing else you can do to add to the equation maybe you're just so focused on the fact that you're so good in your one set of field in your own in your own field that everybody should just come to you but even if you're the best like you have to start somewhere word of mouth only works when you have mouths <laughs> you know what i mean you're not going to be able to get anywhere without having those starting people to work with so even if it's just to get you off the ground you need to network a little bit at the very least in the beginning just to get off and if you are the best in the industry or the best in your field the rest will take care of itself but even the best have to network at the beginning and usually the best continue to network because they realize how great it is for their business <clears throat> skills can be acquired and added to your web if you network if you network correctly um just for my own fields personally uh i have massage therapists in my network uh physical therapists in my network uh nutritionists in my network these are just connections that i've made over the years and whenever i know that i'm not able to fully either help the person based on my own knowledge gap or my time that i don't have i will ship them off to one of these people and obviously other personal trainers and stuff but Maybe it's outside of my field, like outside of my um, reach, like outside of what I do. The massage therapy, I don't do massage therapy, right? Uh, I'll ship them off to one of the massage therapists in my network because that's a good networking habit, right? Like you want to help out the people in your network. You don't want to just be a leech or a parasite in the network. You want to also contribute to the network. And that's what we're getting into next, the benefit of good networking Referrals can be so great for your business. And if you do that for other people's, they're like two times more likely to send you some referrals back. You know, even if you have to be the first person to make the referral, that's a great start. And 
regardless if you get a referral back the client that they that you shipped off to them maybe they need some more stuff that's more related to your field down the line done and then they come back to you because they know how, that you genuinely just want to help them because you actually couldn't help them the first time but you set them up with someone that can help them actively at the time <clears throat> having people to recommend for a multi multitude of situations like multiple situations can be so good for the client like the clientele in your network you know once a client reaches some professional in your network if that person just gets moved around or whatever part of their life they're in whether they need personal training massage therapy nutrition uh, nutritional advice they could have someone that already can have all the details because you could share most of with the consent of the client obviously they could share details of past experiences with um each other and you and the professionals can talk outside with the client's consent of course but outside of the client the professionals can talk and talk about ways that help motivate the client and stuff like that so that just sets the client up for even more success bad networking habits can create a bad rep and ruin more than just one situation at a time yeah so i think the very obvious thing here is in any profession if you're working with a clientele or a service and you keep canceling or you show up late it, it could really damage your reputation especially if you do it in bad fashion um but you know i'm not saying every time this is gonna happen but if you screw over a client in the network or a professional in the network or you know bad talk anyone in your network i mean realistically you know the network can come fast and it can leave fast you you won't always have the same people in your network and if you find people who are helping you in your network you really don't want to damage that because it's it does create a decent amount of connections um potential leads and you know income as well so those are some of the general <clears throat> outcomes for both if you have any uh things you'd like to add to that you could drop them in the comments below on youtube or dm me on instagram i am answering those all the time i appreciate y'all listening this far <laughs> i'm just very i'm in a very thankful mood lately y'all i'm in a very thankful mood this podcast is doing really well um and you know the the feedback is what really keeps me going y'all are y'all are amazing human beings and i appreciate every single one of you for listening and i hope this helps in any situation that y'all are in i hope i hope i can help you in whatever profession personal growth whatever it may be so let's talk about identifying misinformation it does not need to be a 24 7 commitment to networking and i think most people think it does need to be that way but and i think that kind of puts people off right i feel most people don't want to have to get out of work when they've been doing all this socializing or fake smiles at like a retail job or something and they don't want to have to continue that but there's so many different ways of networking like there is so many we're gonna get into it i don't want to spoil it now but there's so many different ways of networking that don't require you to have a fake smile or a, a personality at the time and so it doesn't need to be 24 7 either you can just have a set we'll talk about it with the game plan but you can have set goals per week times that you focus on it etc etc Creating artificial relationships for business benefits only. Uh, it rarely works, and this is something that has like a super high 
risk to and a and a low reward factor. The artificial relationships are like you being fake for business benefits. It, it kind of gets caught relatively fast, I think, and it just make it feels it makes me feel gross whenever I'm whenever I have done this in the past. I just don't feel right. It doesn't make me feel good, uh, and that might not be for everybody. So even if you're someone who can do this and feel like you're getting away with it. Like, all it takes is one time where you get caught and maybe that spoils your entire network. And, of course, you could restart your network. It's never going to be a forever thing. But once you have, like, a really solid network, it sucks when you have to recreate. Something else I think that gets talked about a lot is that extroverts are the only ones who can network. I think that's just bullshit. I'm, I, <clears throat> If you know me, you might think that I'm an extrovert, but naturally I'm pretty introverted and... Um, like to spend a lot of my free time by myself um, or doing activities like maybe one-on-one -on -one with other people very small groups not a not I, I obviously have to be somewhat extroverted whenever I go out and teach classes or I'm on a gym floor you know but I'm personally very introverted I think but that's just my own assessment maybe maybe I'm completely off but I don't think so. <laughs> but I don't think you have to be extroverted to network. I think you can just have these really meaningful one-on-one -on -one sessions with people. This is kind of what I do. Even when I'm playing basketball, I like if I'm guarding someone or even before or after, you just get like five-minute conversations here and there, man. And, you know, it's all about what you do with those five-minute conversations. If I see someone for five minutes at basketball before or after, but I've been seeing them really bust their ass on social media or I've been seeing like whatever work they've been working on and stuff, just, you know, man, just be proud of those people. If you're really trying to make that genuine connection with them, voice your voice your opinion on their stuff. People love to hear about themselves. Uh, and uh, when people are working on creative things or people are putting themselves out there, it, it really means a lot when you come up and say something to those people because maybe they don't, maybe the likes aren't what they want them to be at. Maybe the shares aren't what they want them to be at at the moment. But just one comment from one person and that person could be you one of those comments of good spirit or like uplifting about their content or creation is it could make their whole week so seriously i think the the introverts of the world if you have those meaningful one-on-one -on -one sessions you should make the most of them because it's it, there's a very high reward factor to those situations if you do them right Last thing I want to talk about for the misinformation is doing things strictly based on the possibility of a return. This is such a horrible mindset, not just in careers or your field, but in your own personal life. If you are strictly doing things on the idea that something might come back for you in a good way, you're never, you're never going to reach the place that you want to be, at least not with those people that you're doing it to. Creating any sort of relationship strictly for your own benefit is like narcissistic, to be honest with you. It's it's quite it's quite gross, and I'm not I'm not perfect, and I may have done this in the past. And if someone's listening and I've done it to you, I apologize. But I, I genuinely, if you're going into this, if you're going into any sort of situation with this mentality, you're gonna lose. And that's and that's that could definitely be my opinion, but I think you should always lead with genuine intentions first. Focus on focus on the action. If you enjoy the action of helping people and you genuinely just do it, eventually you will get returns in a in a huge way.
but you should never be focusing on the huge return. You should always be focusing on the action. And you know what else you could focus on? You could focus on how much you make those people's days or you how much you help someone else. Those are great things to focus on, but focusing on the return is always going to be a negative. All right. So we're going to get into the bad networking habits that I have listed down here. Worst of all is not having a game plan. If you're just willy-nilly walking around acting like you're networking, uh, but you're not actually getting any phone numbers, you're not learning about your network, you're not setting it up, setting up a referral system like, hey, even even if it's without a commission, right? I would personally, like, if I'm sending someone to get, you know, a month's worth of nutrition or like hooking them up, I maybe not, I might not have um, a commission set up with that person, but I feel that most people, if you have a genuine good network going, if someone sends me a client and that client signs up with me for a month, I'm sending that person a $25 gift card to somewhere, whatever it is, or maybe a more individualized like present of some sort. Anyone who gets me a client and gets me work strictly based off knowing that I do this and they want to help me grow, they're getting some sort of return from me personally. Everyone's not necessarily like that. It depends on the size of the business and the business model and all of that. But that is something that you could create within your network called the referral system. Um, and you could, if you wanted to talk to people about like, you know, commission or stuff like that. I mean, it depends on how big the uh, prices are for all of the stuff that you're getting people to go to. You know, if you're going, if you're just getting someone to do a first time personal training session, and it's only $45. I'm not really I'm not really getting I'm not really getting that person a gift or something. I'm definitely sending them my gratitude. But if that person who they send me is now a regular and comes two times a week and that's $90 a you know, like it it all depends on each situation. Um but if you do not have a game plan or like an idea of what you're trying to create in the network, you're never going to have the referral system set up because all you're doing is walking around meeting people, right? If all you're doing is walking around meeting people with no intent of either referring people to them or collabing on something, like you're just making friends at that point. That's not really networking. If you want like business network connects, you need to lay that groundwork. You need to like make that impression that's what you're doing you know because you can make i hope you can make friends you know but what you're trying to do is make a network what you're trying to do is make business connections very different than just making friends another thing that i think is a bad network habit is creating a network based off what they can do for you so uh a lot of personal trainers that are in my network right like maybe i have some crossfitters in my network maybe i have some elliptic limpers in my elliptic Olympic lifters in my network or maybe I have someone who is very similar to me and I just have them in there because I like the way that they train I like their personality I like their energy um, and we just we vibe in that way and sometimes I just throw them clients that I can't handle because of time or whatever it may be and you know it doesn't really do anything for me in return unless they ever send one back right but if I was thinking in my head, hey, what can this person offer me or my network? Maybe that person doesn't make it in my network if I'm thinking like that, right? So I think that's just a bad mindset to go into when you're creating a network. 
Another thing that you shouldn't be doing is overpromising your service or skills. It just that's basically false advertising. Whether you're doing it to a client or a network, you're eventually going to get caught. Uh, yeah, at, at, whether you're doing it to either of those populations in your life, you're you're going to get caught. And I hope it's not bad, but if you're overpromising your services or skills, to, especially in my field, um, it, it it's really hard to fake. Unless you're working with Gen Pop, like you're, it's really hard to fake. Like when you're working with athletes or you're working with teams and stuff like that. If anybody knows what they're talking about, it, it it's very obvious when someone doesn't. I think <clears throat> valuing your own time higher than you value your networks, and this is obviously can go both ways. But if you're just leeching off of your network, your network's gonna leave you. Because this isn't, they obviously are in the network to try to help everyone. And if you are just always, you know, if you're continuously getting referral, 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 and you're not like, and it doesn't even have to be you, it doesn't even have to be referrals. I've been saying that a lot. It doesn't have to be referrals. If someone is in your network and you're trying to support them, but say maybe you don't have people coming to you and you can't refer someone out. You could interact with their social media. You can interact with their content. If they're doing clothing or a website or an email, you could sign up for your email list and message them about that. There's so many different ways you can support people nowadays that it's really it's really up to you how you want to do it or if you want to do it. But what I'm saying is it if they're in your network and they're in your you know business connects, you should try to be supportive, especially if you're not able to you know refer people out as often as they are to kind of show your thanks, to try to show that you are connected in that way. <clears throat> if you have any other bad habits of networking, I would love to hear them. That was kind of tough for me to think of because I've been doing networking for so long and uh, I don't usually allow people to get close to me when even if I see like a sign of the first bad networking habit. So I'm I have a hard time identifying a lot of those bad networking habits if you want to drop it in the comments dm me on instagram lifting standards training uh, or even um the lifting standards instagram itself you could dm us there too let us know what you think or any other reels comments on the reels what you think hopefully that last part will be a reel before we get into good networking habits i am going to run an ad i appreciate you for listening through helps us pay the bills over here but we'll be right back boom Welcome back. Let's get into these good networking habits. Let's ensure that the relationships are mutually beneficial. We were kind of talking about this a little bit at the end of bad networking habits, but you need to make sure that you are able to do stuff for your network and your network is able to do stuff for you. And that is a list of different things, referrals, social media interaction, um, brainstorming, even just like if y'all have meetings or like calls, you know, co collabs, whatever it may be, you need you need to make sure that y'all are all benefiting each other. Uh, and I think this next part will really speak to that too. Consistent check-ins. Are you really in a network if you never talk to the person or never, you know, interact with them for six months? Not really, right? Let's make some consistent check-ins with your network, see how their business is going. Even if you wanna ask some personal questions, um, to keep it more, you know, chill vibe. You could do that. 
and gen general support. You want to keep con some consistent general support. And the way you're going to do that is obviously going to depend on what type of business they have or you have, etc. But the consistency in the network and in the support of the network is going to be huge. And some people may have been hearing this the whole time and think this isn't a good idea and you should take as many clients as you can. But referrals out are always a good idea. You never want to get burnt out. Burnt out in any industry is super tough. It takes a while to come back depending on your own mindset and your own field. And the referrals out can still be a benefiting thing for you without you getting burnt out, you know? I could definitely see that some people might be, oh, I want all the clients to myself. I want to make all that money. But if you're making all that money and then like you're kind of losing things in your personal life because of how burnt out you are or you're losing time for some of the hobbies that really make give you genuine happiness, it's not very effective. And you could do it for a while, I'm sure. I know people that go through very like grindy time periods in their lives, right? But I think having a good system for referrals out will also help you mentally with your own like daily routine, weekly routine, monthly routine. <clears throat> Creating a good networking habit would be the free support methods that we talked about a little bit already. The social media, um, and even if it's not liking their photos or something, you could come or commenting just a quick DM and talking about a video that they had released or uh, maybe they release books or maybe they do the email thing. Just talking to them or constrict, uh, constructive criticism on some of that stuff too. I'm not trying to say shit on everybody's work, but you know, show them that you really listen or show them that you really like read their stuff and that you're in the loop for, with what's going on with them. And that will help build a stronger bond between you and your person and your network. A last thing I want to talk about for good networking habits is you need to be open to every outlet of networking. Don't just funnel yourself into one way in person, right? I feel like that's how way a lot of people do networking. Don't funnel yourself into that. You should be on LinkedIn. You could, I'm sure there's places where you sign up for personal meetups like uh, entrepreneurial, entrepreneurial um, meetups like clubs almost. You could do emails. You could do Twitter. You could do any sort of social media. Um, but when you funnel yourself into one way, you're kind of creating a bad habit for yourself. So if the only way you interact with people is online via social media, when you meet them in person, you're going to have a whole different feel to you than what you do on social media. Unless you've got it down pat and you're golden, right? Golden pony boy, you're able to do all that. God bless you, right? But I think COVID has shown that once you stop doing these social interactions and you stop going to these social events and having to you know focus on body language, the way you talk, eye contact, stuff like that, if you don't have that already down pat, you're gonna lose. You know, you got to keep it training, just like in, just like cardio, just like weightlifting. You need to train your networking and your communication skills in order to keep them finely toned or finely tuned. And I think that is the last good networking habit we're going to talk about. Once again, if you have any ideas for another good networking habit, drop it in the comments. Instagram. Tweet us, too. You can tweet us at Lifting Standards. All right. Let's talk about setting goals for networking. 
And this is where everybody is going to be a little different. Whatever way you want to set goals that works for you, I would recommend you do that. This is how I personally would do it. I set a goal for each specific part of networking, whether that be making new connections, uh, maintaining the current ones that you have, creating paths or content to increase your reach and AKA increase your network, more people who see your stuff, more professionals that could see your stuff, more professionals that could be in your network. I want you to set up a timeline and a checklist for each of those goals. So whether you want to make one new connection a week, one one new connection a day, you're a savage if you're making one new connection a day. Um, whether you're checking in with your current connections twice a week, you know what I mean? These are all types of timelines and uh, checklists that you can do. There's a thousand different possibilities of what you could do right you could say hey once a year i want to do something really special for this connection because they do some they do a lot for me there's a there's a whole bunch of things but what you should really like those are goals you should have for your networking or you want to make sure that you meet 50 new people this year and that those are smart things to do in every field the more people you know in your field or around your field the more opportunities you're going to get off of that as long as you're making good impressions, you're gonna have more opportunity, you're gonna have more success in your life. The networking is really like the nucleus to success in your professional career. And honestly, um, depending on who you are, it could be your personal careers or per personal life as well. The reward for these won't always be immediate and that's so okay. Uh, you know, life is, life is a marathon, right? It's not a sprint. And you're gonna maybe not see returns or on things at all, and you know that's okay. You're still a good person at the end of the day for helping others, right? That's that. That's the bare minimum thing that will happen for you, and that's awesome. <laughs> you're never gonna lose when you are doing good networking. You're just being a nice human, so it's never really a lose. It's always a win-win. You just might not be getting those high-tier rewards that you'd like think about or dream of. Lastly, for this goal is really just consistency, man. You need to be consistently active in the networking scene for whatever profession you're in or whatever hobby you're trying to like make your profession. You need to be consistently in tune with that part of your life. You can't just do it for three months and then go away for a year and come back and expect to have the same network. Those people who you met and networked with are so much farther ahead of you because you stopped for X amount of time, you're going to have to start all over. Unless they're really nice, maybe they'll stay with you. Who knows? But consistency is really important in this aspect of life, as most aspects of life. <laughs> La all right, so lastly, we're, we're going to kind of piggyback off of that and go into creating a game plan for creating a network. You got to identify what you have to offer your network first, yo. Like if you don't have anything to offer or you don't think you have anything to offer, you're not going to have the confidence. Even if you do have something to offer, but you personally don't think you have something to offer, you're not going to walk in there with confidence and it's going to be written all over your face. You really need to have some confidence when you're in your own ability to really create a solid network because if you don't believe in yourself, your network's not going to believe in yourself if you walk in there with no confidence. Even if you're really good at what you do, you just, you know, always think you could be better, etc. You need to have confidence that you do good work. 
but identify what you have to offer your network. Um, find a good place to start. These We talked about the different ways to, different outlets for networking. Um, whether it just be in your workplace right now, you know, meet and really get to know all of your colleagues, not just like the, hey, how's it going? Like really find out what they like, really find out what they do, what their actual passions are. Um, you could go to social events, insert list of every thousand different social events you could go to. Online platforms, YouTube communities, Instagram communities, uh, Twitter, um, live stream communities, Facebook groups. There's so many different ways to network that it's, if you're not doing it, it's really just on you at this point. There's no, there's no way you are able, there's no way in this world right now, way it is with internet and everything. There's no way that you could say you're not able to network because that's just a bold faced lie. You are able to network somehow. You could be laying butt ass naked in your bed and you could be networking on your phone. There is no excuse. Another game plan idea, improve your skills for networking and don't settle. We talked about communication, right? Body language, personal looking cleanliness. That's huge. If you shake someone's hand, if I shake someone's hands and they have dirty fingernails, it's interesting, right? It shouldn't matter, right? I understand that it shouldn't matter, but if you're in a professional setting, like if I, if I go to work, oh, perfect. If I go to work and I have dirty fingernails while I'm training someone, that person's going to look at me a certain way, right? They're going to, even if it's not a negative thing, I'm just saying things matter. People pay attention to things. The way you look, the way you smell, the hair, that all matters in the business world. Um, and realistically, maybe it shouldn't, right? I, I'm not saying, I, I'm not saying like, yo, if someone has tattoos on their arm, like they should not be able to get jobs, right? I'm saying like your personal hygiene really matters in the business world. Like I remember when I first went to a gym and I think the owner of the gym came downstairs. It was the middle of winter or something. I had the biggest, burliest beard on my face because I... If y'all have been following me for a very long time, probably for like the last three years or so, um, I had either been cutting my own hair or just like letting it grow. I had the man bun, all of that. And I still, I enjoyed the man bun. Don't hate on the man bun. But when I walked into work that day, the owner of the gym was there. And he's like, when are you going to fucking shave that thing? And I said, what? And he has a point, right? Like people may not enjoy that look and you know what if you're able to succeed and not need those people in your life anyway the round of applause for you right but you know it 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 depends on how you want to either be perceived um or how much you care about that but i do know like you you want to smell good when you go into the office you want to you know keep yourself uh clean the cleanliness doesn't matter you need to and sorry for that little tangent there, but we're talking about improving skills, not selling. You need to improve your knowledge in your field. Like don't just get to a point and then never learn again. That's how people die. That's how people die in their field. Rather, that's how people go extinct, right? You need to learn. One of my, um, one of my teachers while I was in college would always say like, uh, 
Yeah, you either learn or die. I'm, I'm pretty sure it was either learn or die or learn and go extinct. Or learn or go instinct. Extinct? Regardless. <laughs> knowledge, knowledge in your field is incredible for like increasing your network and increasing your like not power in your network but your confidence in yourself which will increase like the benefits or the opportunities you get out of your network um another thing that you can learn more about is learn about like platforms in your network or in your field and if you have something to offer someone even if it's not professional about your field maybe you're just you know a lot about instagram marketing or you know a lot about facebook marketing stuff that like could help other people in your network like you're acquiring new skills to offer for yourself and your own clientele and your own business partners or whatever. But also like if anybody in your network is just getting into advertising and you can help them, they'll remember that shit. They'll remember you helping them when they didn't know what to do with net with uh, advertising, whether they didn't know what to do with social media and you put them onto something like that. They'll remember it and it could always come back and help you out. Just be nice and help people, man. That's really that's really the biggest thing. All right, we're going to talk about the four big uh, take-home ideas that I want you to leave this podcast with. Before we get into that, I just want to say thank you for listening this far. I appreciate every single one of y'all, man. Thank you. Um, you always need to bring something to the table and not just bring something to the table. You need to bring something to the table confidently. You can't you can't just, you know, barely know what you're talking about and then start a network. You need to know what you're talking about. You need to know what you're doing. You need to believe that, too. You can't just know what you're doing and still kind of be skittish around it. Uh, I don't want you to leech off the network. You can't just be a parasite in this game. You have to, you have to help the other people in your network. You have to have something to offer and you can't just, you know, create the network and leech off of it. It's not going to work for you. And a way that you could do this, another take home idea, create genuine relationships. They don't always have to lead to friendships, right? I find a lot of my business connections and people in my network are a lot of the times friends as well, personal friends. But at first, you know, make sure that you have a solid business connection and you you can separate business and personal life, right? And lastly, referrals can be make or break in some industries. Uh, if you're in an area where personal training or whatever your field is, is very limited in opportunity, but you are just raking it in because you have a connection with almost every other person in your industry or close to your field in the area that can make your whole business and someone else who could come in there with no connections could be out of business in a month. The referrals can really make or break a business and it could also make or break the network. Those are, those are my four take home ideas. I will see you guys in another two weeks. Once again, I just wanted to say thank you for listening to the podcast and all of the kind words. I do appreciate you all. If you want to get some merch and support the podcast, you can head to liftingstandards.com and pick up some gas merch. Other than that, I will see you in the next one, y'all. Peace.